This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Yeah, I thought that we'd take another crack at this uh, target shoot. I'm simply trying to say that it's important to use good judgment when using your firearm. And I'm simply trying to say, what's the big deal? I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. What the? Dad, that's Laura. Yeah, you just killed your sister. You know, son, that's why it's important to use good judgment. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. You're Good judgment today on the Christian Car Guy Show. So, yeah. So, yes, good judgment. And I want us to tell you that no sisters were harmed in the production of today's show. <laughs> Those were actually cardboard cutouts of, you know, the, from the show Family Matters. That was Eddie's sister that his, his dad had put there in the target range to pop up by accident so he could teach his son good judgment which that's, that's the whole idea that, you know, we're going to talk about today. And, of course, you might have heard the Beach Boys. They were picking up good vibrations, which that has to do with good judgment. And then, of course, Good, Good Father by Chris Tomlin. So you might guess, if you're really sharp, that today's show, being that we always bring it to you by a Hebrew letter, will be the Hebrew letter Tet, which means good. <laughs> and so... There's, there's a really beautiful thing about the Hebrew letter Tet that I want to share. You, even though I do this podcast every morning on the 119th Psalm, if you go to my podcast page on the ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see I do something like that. But there's a whole section on the 119th Psalm on the letter Tet, and you'll note that most all of the verses have to do with good. And the reason is, is that letter in Hebrew means good. Well, there's a really neat thing is the letter before it is a Het. So you, the Het comes before the Tet. And we talked about that actually a couple weeks ago. But the hat is a picture of marriage. In fact, if you look at it, it looks like a hoopah or the canopy of marriage that you would be in. Well, what's going to happen if you get married? It won't be long, and you're going to have a baby. And so it's not a coincidence at all that the tet comes after the het. And it's no coincidence at all, coincidence, that it's the ninth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Because how long does it take to get a baby, Scott? Nine months. Oh, you're correct. And, and so it's really neat when you start to put these things together that every letter in the Bible is Christ. And every one of those letters has anointings like Christ. And, and so we get to break that down in the 119th Psalm. And that's what we're talking about today to some extent. But speaking of good, 
right? We're really good today because we have our good Jesus Labor Love volunteers, Scott Barton and Terry with us. So, Scott, welcome. Thank you. What an honor to be here today. And Terry, you guys were on a few weeks ago when I wasn't on, right? Yeah, it was on. Me and Bob was on, and uh, it was my first time. So I was a little <laughs> nervous. So both these guys have been on before, but you may have heard what we have within the Christian Car Guys show, what I call a good ministry. I mean, it was really good stuff. It's called the Jesus Labor Love. It's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And so sometimes you'll hear that we're, we're helping men, and we're going to talk about some of that today. Well, those would be families in crisis and so and veterans and those kind of things. And so that's what the Jesus Labor Love is. We're going to talk a lot about that today. And on the third segment today, actually the fourth segment, what am I saying? Last segment's going to be episode 22 of Plymouth, of the Plymouth Progress, right? That's Christian Car Guy Theater. And it's very exciting because Plymouth Fury Faithful is going to share his experience with Adam the First Model A, Moses Moderati, Maserati. Are you excited about Moses Moderati? Oh, yeah. Maserati? He's fast, I'm telling you. And Dotson Discontent. <laughs> Mazda Discontent. <laughs> They're all coming up today in the last segment. So, as we talked about, this, the, the letter Tet, if you read the second verse in the Tet section, which is actually uh, verse 66, which is interesting, don't you think? It's sort of a manly number, 6-6. Six, six. Anyway... It says, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Now, that's interesting. Teach, wouldn't you love to be taught good, good judgment? I'm sure you all would. But there's an interesting little thing that he says there, because, he gives it because, he believed thy commandments. Now, to the Jews, that word is mitzvah. And mitzvah has a bit of a different connotation to them than when we think of the word commandment, because I don't know if you ever thought about it. It's just a little hard. You know, one of the commandments is love the Lord your God with all, well, with all your Being heart. commanded to love sounds a bit strange. Or love your neighbor. Wait a minute, that's a commandment? Well, they are. And, and so of those 613 mitzvah, they consider those to be good deeds. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Good, good deeds. Deep. So when you think about that, let's just play this out practically, all right? Boaz, you might remember, the husband of Ruth and the grandfather of King David himself, you got to say the man had great judgment, right? For sure. <laughs> because he believed the commandment not to reap the corners of your field or the gleanings, right? And because of that, of course, you know he let Ruth, the Moabitess, was gleaning in his field. She was out there you know, in the corners and, and all that stuff. He was keeping a mitzvah. He was, he was believing that this is what I needed to do. Absolutely. And in doing that, it was good judgment, right, Scott? Absolutely, for sure. And, and so when you think about this idea of goodness, right, and good judgment, when you look inside that commandment not to glean the corners of the field, it has everything to do with the Jesus labor love from my perspective because – when God put this on my heart to start this ministry, I was immediately overwhelmed <laughs> with people's needs that I just had no idea how to meet, right? And, and, and I needed good judgment. And it's beautiful in the book of James. It says if you lack <clears throat> wisdom, all you got to do is pray. And I prayed a lot. And, and this verse of Leviticus 19 came to mind because if you look inside that, he gave the people the dignity to help themselves. In other words, 
they didn't get food just for free. They had to go out and do the work. They had to glean it, right? They had to go out into the field and they had to do something. So it wasn't just a matter of giving somebody something for nothing. And, and so what I learned early on in the Jesus Labor Love and Scott and, and Terry get to do this to this day is we never meet somebody's need completely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just something we don't do. I mean, we, you know, like we're going to pay your whole bill and you're going to be out. No. Mm-hmm. Or, or no, we're just going to give you a car and, you, and you've got nothing. No. We, what happens, Scott? If we're going to give a car away, the people always got to pay their taxes. And, that's right. And, Tax, and, and, insurance. And, right. Because part of it is they, they need the dignity of taking part in helping right into into their situation it's a big part of it so if you believe this this is a you know this is a deal that it wasn't just go get these people something for nothing if you go to the winston-salem rescue mission right terry you go over there all the time and you help out um if you're gonna eat what are you gonna have to do first you need to do some cleaning (laughs) (laughs) help out i mean right you're gonna have to go to the bible you're gonna have to meet their process in order to to get any food right if you're gonna stay there you you know it's not it's 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 these things but when you think about it what you're doing is you're helping this person see that they have what it takes right because what happens when somebody's down and, and they've been squashed by life, right? You were talking about it a minute ago, oh, yeah. Terry. Your life's destroyed. I mean, you just think right. there's no and, and there was this man that he's, he needs tires, right? He's trying to take care of seven kids. And he's laid out, and he's thinking, I, I can't do this. Yeah, it's just feeling of being overwhelmed. Right, right. And so one of the things that I think is really cool is God is a good, good father, Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he I doesn't mean. let you just do nothing and come away with something. He, he wants to give you the dignity of struggling somewhat in order to get where, where you need to get yeah. to. But often, you know, from my standpoint, um, one of the joys of having Scott and Terry is, is the ministry has grown right is is we struggle here within the ministry right we need more prayers we need no more donations mm-hmm. we we need more of a lot of things <laughs> yeah i think spread of the word is the big thing right and, and so you know as you're listening to, I, one of the things that i think of over and over again is the need for prayer right because if god makes a way this stuff happens where it just seems almost magical like, how did we ever meet this need? This seems way beyond because, right? Am I right, Scott? Because Scott takes the calls, and aren't you often overwhelmed with what? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a complete honor, though, and a joy. It's that um, look on their face. You see that happiness, and they're like, wow. All right. Well, we got more with the Jesus Labor Love, and we got the oh, Christian Cargo Theater. So much more coming up, and it's so good to be with you today, and so good that you're listening so if you had an opportunity for good judgment, feel free to call us, 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. That's Laura. Yeah, he just kills your sister. You know, son, that's why it's important to use good judgment. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. You're good, good Good judgment today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And, you know, we're having fun here with our volunteers from the Jesus Labor Love. And hopefully 
you know, as we pray that God will give us good judgment to help wherever we possibly can. And so I should tell you that, you know, early on in my ministry here, we started the show in 2006, I started getting a lot of emails. Um, and I really originally, if somebody had said, Robbie, when God called you to do the show, who do you think the audience is going to be? And I would have told you, I thought it had been predominantly men. But all my emails were women. And they were um, <laughs> they were single moms and widows and, and people that had trouble with their cars and whatever. And I, I just I thought, well, isn't that fascinating that that they didn't have somebody in their life to help them? And so they had turned to God and and through the radio and that kind of thing. And then it wasn't long after that that God put it on my heart to start this ministry that Jesus labor loved to single moms and widows and families in crisis and to say we made a lot of mistakes going in. <laughs> <laughs> would be an understatement, but God gave us a persistent to keep it up. And, uh, and to this day, you know, he gives us an opportunity to help single moms, widows, and families in crisis with car repair. It's been going on, you know, behind the scenes. Um, I probably don't talk about it near enough, but it's at christiancarguy.com. You'll see apply for Jesus, labor, love, help the Jesus, labor, love, pray for the Jesus, labor, love, all those kind of things. And so to kind of give you the inner workings of how that works, a lot of people don't realize, is that the people will fill out an application there. Because it used to be I would just, you know, call them immediately without an application. What I found out very quickly, because I didn't have good judgment, <laughs> was I was repairing cars for people that didn't have a driver's license, people that didn't have insurance. I, I mean, it, it, there, there are certain things that we got to kind of figure out who we're helping and and what's going on so we filled out we created this application and then i created a form so people go online they fill out this application which includes a driver's license number and insurance information stuff like that and and what their need is right and then after the application comes in it comes into our system and then scott our lead volunteer and and terry his assistant um you know they get in touch with the person that's made and one of the very first things that God has taught us to do, and it's beautiful, isn't it, that is to pray with them, yeah. right? Absolutely. Because when you will note almost immediately, and quite often they're in tears, yeah, yeah, and they're scared, and they're they don't know who you are, what you you know, whether or not this is real, what should I believe, and so in that in that what I've discovered through this prayer that that we we use, that we just acknowledge how courageous it is that they called and asked for help because how many people do? I mean, how many people are willing to admit, I got a problem, I need right. help? Yeah. A lot of people and, don't. That's the first big step, yeah, asking for help. And, and so, Scott, I know that it was always my favorite part of the whole deal. What about you? Yeah, that you're right. You're right. When, when you get somebody, a lot of times they don't recognize the number, and so they may not even answer the first time. So it does take a great deal of courage. And when – you ask them what they'd like to pray about. Um, a lot of times they just say everything, their children, their health, their job, their car. And so, yeah, it is a complete honor. Yeah. And uh, I always try to make time for that, even if I'm driving. So that's a real big part of it. And so what we actually do, this is the inner workings of how the Jesus Labor Love works, is if they're in an area where we have a car repair facility, we try to make arrangements and we try to get them to pay for the parts and the and the and the place to pay for the labor that could happen or if we don't have somebody in the facility we pay the first 150 dollars 
Are we sharing the expense of what it is? But we we just have a maximum that we do of one hundred and fifty dollars. And then also for people whose cars are past the point of no return, you know, we have the the opportunity often where people donate cars to us and then we find people, and again, in that process, people aren't just given a car, they're given an opportunity to, you know, take part in, in, in what that might look like. So again, that's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. I wanted to give everybody a little background. I don't probably talk about that often enough and, and help people to understand exactly what it is and how it works. But we have a couple callers, so I want to get to those. We have, uh, I guess it's Brenda Saunders in Gastonia. So, Brenda, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Brenda. Um, I, I have an 03 Honda Accord, a little over 100,000 miles on it. Uh-huh. It's been a real, it's been a great car. But recently what happened was I, um, I would get in the car and turn on the heat or the air, and it, the fan would blow for a minute, and then everything would stop. Well, when I mean when I say everything, I mean the heat or the air would stop. It would be nothing. So I, I decided rather than take it in right away, I would try what I've seen other people do and put a post online. You know, has, has anybody had this happen before? Well, it happened that one of our pastors saw that post and immediately got in touch with me and reminded me that we have a car ministry at church, which I didn't think we had anymore. But anyhow, so he arranged for me to get it to get the gentleman there to look at it. And when he did, he said he was going to have to do a little research, but he he fixed it so that um, when I turn the car on, it, it comes on. I can't cut it off. It mm. comes on. And the heat, fortunately, works. But when I put it on AC, it, it just blows. Mm. There's, no, there's no cool air at all. Mm. So does any of this sound familiar to you any clue what's going on sounds like the ac compressor's out well and that and the switch yeah or the, the temp control heat right. could be out too yeah there's there's some issues <laughs> unfortunately there isn't yeah. one i wish i could say oh yeah just just replace the fuse and, and away you go so what we're going to do i'm going to put you back on hold um brenda uh-huh. and we'll, we'll get your information and we will follow back up with you um, because it really okay. does sound like we need to get you lined up with somebody that can take a look at it. And because it probably is the controller in some way, shape, or form, hopefully not the compressor, but it could be. Yeah. yeah so you got a lot yeah. going. But thank you for calling and That's thank a you good for car, listening. Though. Yeah. Hang on to it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. My wife drives a Honda. It. Please, please keep your <laughs> Honda. It's my favorite car of all time. I love it. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to put you back on hold. Carmen's going to get your phone number. And I thank you for listening, Brenda. All right, we've got Jean is in Charlotte. We're going to get to her when we get back, as long as, as well as the Jesus labor love. More on the letter Tet. Oh, I've got a load for you. Just going to hardly wait to share all that God has given us here with today on the Christian Car Guys Show. Good judgment. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. That's Laura. Yeah. He just kills your sister. You know, son, that's why it's important to use good judgment. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. You're good, good
Good judgment today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And once again, I want to remind you, no sisters were harmed in the production of this show. <laughs> that was a cardboard cutout that got shot if you watch that Family Matters show that particular time. But anyway, it was a good episode of teaching good judgment. And that's what we're talking about today in the letter Tet. And so with that idea of before we get into more on the Jesus labor love, I thought I would, would share with you what I, the verses of the letter Tet which I think it's so helpful to understand that, wow, this letter means tov. Like when God saw that he had made light and he said it was good, that's that letter, that's that concept of goodness, right? And so the whole Tet section, those verses from 65 through 72, are all on this idea of goodness. So it's really fascinating the turn that it takes. So listen, it says, thou has dealt well. Well, that word well right there, that's tough. Thou has dealt really good with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. And as we talked about, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe thy commandments. Now, here's where it starts to turn a little bit. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Ooh. So quite often, goodness is hidden like that baby in the womb. Right? It's in there. In your affliction, because what the psalmist is saying now is, I was afflicted, but that got me on a course correction. And I'll never ever forget, I did a show years ago called Jesus Take the Wheel. And when I came up with the idea, or the Holy Spirit gave me the idea for the show, I expected people to tell me these wonderful stories of how Jesus took the wheel and their life went good. But the very first call I got was the man, let me tell you where Jesus, what happened when Jesus took the wheel in my life. My my girlfriend ran a red light and we were T-boned and now I'm a paraplegic for the rest of my life. Mm. And he said, but I was headed into Buddhism and all sorts of stuff. And while I was laying in the hospital, I gave my life to Christ and I'm so grateful for the course correction. And that call that day in that show, um, if you want to listen to a great show, God just orchestrated the whole thing. There was call after call after call of this kind of thing. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. The last call, that show was of a pastor's uh, son who had walked into his living room one day told, when he was about 19, told his parents he was done with Christ, done with religion, all this stuff, went and got in the car, got in a race, got in an accident, a bad accident. His mother told his father when she heard the ambulance, come on, let's go to the hospital. Jesus has our son in the woodshed. <laughs> oh, wow. So I've never forgotten that. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. And then it says, thou art good, and thou doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. And then listen to this once again. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. You, you see, the, the goodness is often hidden. You think that the situation... Like their cars broken, the Jesus labor love is an opportunity, like so many ministries, that God is in the midst of doing something in all these situations. That's true. And 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 how cool is it that often the goodness is hidden in the affliction? And so the 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 last verse, which is the fruit of the whole idea of Tav, is thy law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. And that word better, you might guess, was tov. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In other words, the whole thing, like how do you get any better than God's word, which is what the psalmist knew and those who love it. And, 
and and every letter has all this wonderful stuff inside of it and for these guys with the jesus labor love right the, these afflictions terry when i ask you before the show right i said yeah. which 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 that you've been able to work on touched you the most can you share yeah, a little bit I, what I you told me right there the look on their face i mean it's that uh the, no the person that you oh, were gene when i right when i when i pulled up in charlotte with uh gene's van and unloaded the van and she come outside and she was just she started crying and it touched my heart i mean it just touched me um to see you know what she's doing at 87 years old you know she's helping people well, are, share with our listeners a little bit about what she does do. Uh, so Jean, um, she makes uh, clothing, and she makes doll coats, and she makes shawls for hats uh, and hats. She's a she's the woman that sews, you know, and she keeps people warm, and it means a lot to me. I'm on the way here this morning, I, I seen this man on the road, and I'm sitting there for many years, and he was cold. I thought of her again, you know. It's that look on their face. Right. So speaking of Jean, we have her, and she's in Charlotte morning, today. So good morning, morning Jean. Hello. I appreciate good you, you good hanging morning. on. So, Scott, I'll let you talk to Jean a minute. Hey, Jean. I love them dog sweaters. I sent my cousin oh. up in Michigan that big blue one you made for her big black lab, Stanley, and she just absolutely uh -huh. loves it. And uh, I gave Bob and Lori, um, I gave Bob and Lori the uh, black and white one that you made for the little dog too. They were really um, loved it. So, let me get this straight. That when you say dog sweaters, I was thinking that they were sweaters for people that were made out of dog's hair, but they're not. <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> they're actually sweaters for the dogs. Okay. Yes, exactly uh, right. I, I, see, I was picturing these dog hair sweaters, and I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> oh, and Shelly loves that blanket, too, my dog. Uh, the blanket, my, that's beautiful. Oh, the shawl my wife just fell in love with. Because when you said you saw this man and he was cold and you thought about the dog sweater, I was like, well, I guess. <laughs> 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 so, so anyway, I, I couldn't help it, Gene. But we're so grateful that god has blessed us with an opportunity to help with your situation and uh and, and how's the car doing oh it's wonderful i'm so grateful to you and robbie scott and harry i mean it's just a wonderful uh, situation and uh it it enables me to be able to donate to certain um charities and um i just donated 200 items for babies wow. to the uh, roof at the end <laughs> and uh, it helps the pregnant ladies wow. with their uh, problems and um, I'm just so grateful that I have the talent to be able to do that and I guess what goes around comes around because I've got Absolutely. a wonderful car now to be able to do that from you wow we're so, so grateful I, thank I, I you just, I just think your work is I mean God is good <laughs> he is that's the perfect know. word we have a good good well, your inspiration to others Gene well, thank you, Gene. We thank will you. stay in touch, I'm sure. God bless. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And God bless you and for the work you're doing. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Gene. Thanks, bye -bye. Gene. I'm oh, just a little too quick. Sometimes I do. I'm sorry. But we have Christina, who is in Greensboro. Christina, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're wonderful. We're doing good. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome to hear. Um, I just wanted to call in because 
um, just being raised a certain type of way where, you know, when things are done for you, um, you not only want to acknowledge and give a thank you, but we're also talking about Jesus' labor of love, and that was the main message of Jesus Christ was to be fishers of men um, and to, do right. those, to gain souls through love. And in the times that we have been going through with the pandemic, me being a single mom of four children, I had just come out of a situation where I come out of a domestic violence shelter with my four children, just got on my feet, um, and then uh, ended up losing my employment, um, and then the car went out. So oh, wow. it just was like a scenario where, you know, where you feel like the sun is smiling on you just a little bit. It's like enough to, of God, the Father, God, the Father, God saying, hey, you know, I still, I, I'm here. I'm kissing you on the cheek to let you know that everything is going to, you know, be all right. You're going to go through trials and tribulations, but, you know, that's a part of it and everything's going to be all right. So I definitely am able to impart back into, you know, pouring into food and things that I do. I have to leave the um, location of the domestic violence shelter undisclosed, but it's Claire's house. And um, I do, you know, take things back and forth and do things because I'm so appreciative of being able to, you know, have my vehicle. Uh, because you don't have to have one. It's kind of a luxury in a way. But, I mean, you need it to do some of the things that we do. Living, you know, in the South, we're not in the city limits, like New York or New Jersey or somewhere. So, But I'm very appreciative. And um, Scott Barton was an angel that uh, worked through Jesus Labor Love and Christian Car Guy to, um, you know, um, collaborate and make sure that everything was okay. Stayed with me through the whole way, checking in and so. stuff. So I just awesome. wanted to say thank you, give a testimony. Thanks oh, for calling in, Christina. Thank you. It really is, and oh, it just blesses my heart. And how can we pray for you now, real quick? Because we just have a second. Um, just for me to um stay encouraged <laughs> in the fight, and uh, oh, well, let's so do that. Jesus, thank you for Christina, and we do pray for her heart that she will stay encouraged, feel, continue to feel you in the fight. And that she will move forward. Thank you so much for your call, Christina, and for your listening. Now we got Christian Cargot Theater coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And now time for Christian Cargot Theater with today's episode... A Plymouth Progress, Episode 22. Plymouth Fury Faithful and Plymouth Valiant continued discussing their adventure in the way. Faithful had met up with Model A, the first Adam, who asked Plymouth Faithful to park with him and offered to hire Faithful to do errands for the wages he would pay Faithful. I asked him in what city did he have a garage and what was his work? and what would be the wages that he would give. He told me he lived in the town of Deceit, that his work was many delights, and his wages, that I should be his heir at last. I further asked him what garage he kept, and what other servants sedans he had. He told me that his garage was maintained with all the dainties in the world, and that his servants' sedans were relatives of his all of his own begetting. Then I asked if he had any children. He said he had but three daughters, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, 
and the pride of life, and that if I wanted to, I could marry them all. Then I asked how long a time that he would have me live with him, and he told me that I would live with him as long as he lived himself. Aha! Uh -huh. And what was the outcome of this discussion? Why, at first I found myself somewhat inclined to go with the Model A, the first Adam, for I thought his offer sounded very good. But looking at his forehead as I talked with him, I saw there written, Put off the old man with his deeds. And then, what happened? And then it came, burning hot into my mind. Whatever he said, and however he flattered, when he got home to his garage, he would sell me for a slave. So I asked him to stop talking, for I would not come near the door of his garage. Then he cursed me, and told me that he would send someone after me who would make my soul bitter. So I turned to go away from him, but just as I turned myself to go away, I felt him take hold of my body and give me such a deadly twitch back that I thought he had pulled part of me off for himself. This made me shriek. Oh, wretched sedan. So I went on my way back up the hill difficulty. Now, when I got about halfway up, I looked behind me and saw one coming after me swift as the wind. So he overtook me just about the place where the car park is. Just there. That is the place I parked to rest. But because I was overcome with sleep, it was there I also lost my scroll. It rolled out of the front seat. But good brother Valiant Sedan, hear me out. So soon as the Sedan overtook me, he said not a word. He struck me and knocked me down unconscious. But when I came to, I asked him why he had knocked me unconscious. He said it was because of my secret inclination to follow Adam, the first. And with that, he struck me another deadly blow on the grill and beat me down backwards. So I lay at his foot as dead as before. So when I came to myself again, I cried to him for mercy. But he said, I do not know how to show mercy. And with that, he knocked me down again. He would have beaten me to death, except one came by and told him to stop. Hmm. Who was it that told him to stop? I did not know him at first, but as he went by, I perceived the holes in his hands and in his side. Then I concluded that he was our Lord. So I went up the hill. Ah. That's the Dan that overtook you was Maserati Moses. He spares no one, and he doesn't know how to show mercy to those that transgress his law. They must obey his law. I know it very well. It was not the first time that he had met with me. It was he that came to me when I dwelt securely at home, and told me that he would burn my garage over my head if I stayed there. Hmm. But didn't you see the garage that stood there, on top of the hill, on the side of which Maserati Moses met you? Yes, and I saw the lions also, before I came near the garage. But I think the lions were asleep, for it was about noon. And because I had so much of the day ahead of me, I passed by the Packard Porter and came down the hill. Yes, 
Packard Porter told me indeed that he saw you go by, but I wish you had visited that wonderful garage, for they would have showed you so many rarities that you would have remembered the rest of your life. But pray tell me, did you meet anybody in the Valley of Humiliation? Yes, I met with one Dotson Discontent, who would willingly have persuaded me to go back again with him. His reason was that the Valley of Humiliation was altogether without honor. He told me, moreover, that if I went into the Valley, I would be disobeying all my friends, such as Porsche Pride, Acura Arrogancy, Stingray Self-Conceit, Wise Man Worldly Glory, and others he knew who would be very much offended if I made such a fool of myself as to wade through this Valley of Humiliation. Huh. And how did you answer him? I told him that even though all these that he named had once been my kindred, for undeniably they were my family according to the flesh, but they had disowned me since I became a pilgrim Plymouth, as I had also rejected them. Therefore they had no more claim on me than those who had never been of my lineage. I told him, moreover, that he had quite misrepresented this valley of humiliation, for before there is any honor, there is humility, and a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Therefore, said I, I would rather go through this valley of humiliation to find the honor that a true wise Plymouth seeks than choose those things that this Dotson discontent and his worldly friends think most worthy of our affections. Tune in soon for another exciting adventure in the Plymouth Progress. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh-huh, Randy. Like Model A Adam the first, the older I get, the earlier it seems late. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. <laughs> or maybe it's just it's just daylight savings. Because <laughs> you don't know if it's early or if it's late. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. And you know, when Adam was a boy, the Dead Sea was only sick. <laughs> see, see, it took some time. <laughs> and then they say, they say with age comes wisdom. So I don't have wrinkles. I have wise cracks. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, Daddy, because of Adam's sin, we are all born desiring the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I mean, that's quite a trifecta, don't you think? <laughs> and those are Satan's favorite tricks. He even tried to trick Jesus with them when he tested him in the wilderness. <laughs> you know, but in our story, Faithful had the Holy Spirit to show him the danger of becoming a slave to the unholy trinity. Yet, even as, as he tried to flee, the Maserati Moses, the law, sped towards him to condemn him with the blows of conscience that would kill us all if not for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus' death on the cross paid the law. You know, when we are covered by Jesus' blood, no one, not even Maserati Moses, can accuse us. <laughs> amen, amen, and amen. That's an amen cue. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Okay, I got, a, I got one for you, Daddy. I've had a really difficult time getting over my addiction to chocolate, marshmallows, and nuts. <laughs> I won't lie, <laughs> it's been a rocky road. 
This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network.